Alex is a friend of mine and he is um, top 10 in the world now, all time greatest powerlifters in the 90 kilogram division. That's it, yep. So you've achieved that like only recently, right? Like a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah. Massive strength, strength, strong man. So <laughs> I kind of just want to get inside and, and share, share with people like you're in, in a world that takes, you know, a state, a brain state to be able to go through such intensity of lifting body lifting mm. other people's bodies through weights <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. what, what's like what's what got you into it to begin with um i don't know i was always into just like regular sort of just lifting at the gym like i started going when i was 15 just um because i was a bit overweight and you know was self-conscious about that mm. um and then just loved that and then just things progressed from there, you know? So, mm. like, just, like, started off just, like, circuit training. Um, and then you, like, start talking to other people and they show you different things and mm. got into strength training. So, um, you're telling me yesterday when you did the, um, when you're in the competition, like, this kind of mindset that you have to go into in those moments of absolutely do or die like you don't even do the weight that you want to set until you're in the gym like you just yeah you're saying how you gauge say you're at three three twenty you, you pulled a three twenty in the bench to three twenty say in the um gym and then you like i want to get i need to get three thirty five or whatever and then you gauge you don't want to use that do that three thirty five branch until you're in the competition so you use that moment but if you did the three twenty fast you're like I'm on, I'm on set for it. Yeah. So those weights, they're just so taxing to do in the gym when you're doing your regular, like if I'm training five days a week, like six days a week and I'm lifting those weights, it's just, yeah, it takes too long to recover. So you need Mm -hmm. to do something heavy enough so that you know where you're at Mm -hmm. without actually going there. Cause it it doesn't really matter what you do in the gym. It matters what you do at the comp. And you're saying it in its it's not taxing on your muscles so much as it's taxing on your actual nervous system. Yeah, it's a nervous system because you're only doing one rep. So on your muscular system, it's not, it's not, it's definitely nowhere near as taxing. I mean, look at you. Of course, <laughs> of course, <it> ain't. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere near as taxing as doing like you know ten, fifteen reps or something like that. But yeah. on your nervous system, just all your neurons are just firing just to like hold that position mm. under such heavy load. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. It's, it's crazy. And then you're saying like the mindset, which I really got inspired by, like you have this mindset going into it mm-hmm. with absolute zero doubt because you're saying like, I mean, you, you're telling me about how, how your whole anatomy has to be entirely rigid in order, like there's no weak points whatsoever. Yeah. So every, every joint that isn't moving in the lift needs to be as rigid as possible. And, and if so. that's not the case bad like you're not gonna yeah. be able to pull it off basically yeah well it's just not as efficient not like efficient. that force output is just sort of like being dispersed and not going straight into the bar so. man you're a machine that's like a machine <laughs> situation yeah that's what yeah that's you're trying i tell my lifters that you want to try and be like a robot right <laughs> yeah you like like it's programmed in you and you want to do it exactly the same every single time that's right because i remember when like early days when we started meditating together, you were, uh, you, were, you were saying like, oh, if any trouble goes down in this situation, we're just talking hypotheticals, like Alex has got my back, but you were like, I'd actually only be able to help in very particular emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you've got like three perfectly executed strength motions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my boss, so like the owner of my gym always, um, you know, gives me shit because like anything outside of the squat, bench and deadlift, I'm just like 
so weak. <laughs> and no, I don't. I move well, but I'm just yeah. like if I don't train it, like I'm just weak. You can't do a yeah. single push. You can't well, do a single like sit up. Well, he tried. <laughs> yeah, he tried to show me these like a shoulder, like a bodybuilding shoulder exercise, and I could only use like five kilo weights. Whoa. Yeah, like we we're doing like twenty reps or something, but I was wrecked by the so end. That, of that. So that means like say you like for example I'm touching your shoulder now. Like if say you've got really strong muscle there on your like on your deltoid or whatever mm. it is and then but there's one that's under there that never needs to be used for your thing does that mean that you got like really little weak muscles in those points uh, no i i would say that i have pretty strong stabilizing muscles it was just the stuff that he was trying to show me so like bodybuilding is pretty much the opposite of powerlifting powerlifting mm. you're trying to put everything together to make the most efficient system so mm. everything's working together yep. to, to lift the most weight Whereas bodybuilding, you're trying to like isolate a certain muscle. So you're putting your body in the most disadvantaged position possible Oh wow! to load the muscle. Yeah. So to, he, in he, order to make it pop out. Yeah. So he had me just in this position that I was never in to isolate this one muscle. And I was, and I was like, by the end, just like, just couldn't, couldn't even lift my arms. That's so, so fascinating. That's yeah. like, um, one thing that I compare that to is like this guy that's teaching me movement at the moment yeah. and how it's like, it's all a fluid thing of like every little bit from your wrist all the way up your arm and their energy flow. And like, if you exercise every single little muscle in your entire anatomy, you've got this capability of flowing communication and awareness from one to the next. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, I'm sure like that would play into it massively in terms of for the power strength stuff because everything's absolutely connected yeah yeah that's well that's the hardest part the hardest part like touching on what we were saying before about keeping everything rigid Mm. while you're moving that like having that awareness to do that Mm. is um Mm. is super hard and you know what you were sort of saying is like um yeah it's sort of like a similar thing Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, so the other thing you, that really was like, whoa, is when you did, when you did this competition where you just like got top 10 of all time, by the way, that's not like just current, I mean, it is currently, (laughs) but all time in all of history, top 10 in the 90 kilogram division in the world, Mm -hmm. um, total, um, weight, which is 900, how many kilograms was that total? Uh, 857 and a half. 800. Oh, sorry. I started higher. It is like ridiculous, but that's like your 90 kilograms when you lift 800. So bonkers bonkers um but you're saying when going into it that your mindset is like i've got this that like the state of consciousness can you talk to us a bit about that when you're going into really really push yourself yeah well i used so i never used to be like i had to develop this sort of thing and um and doing the meditation with you like definitely helped Mm. um yeah just sort of because it's quite chaotic in the um in, so th- I'm just talking about comp day. So mm. th- it's quite ca- chaotic in the um, warm-up room. And to, yeah, to sort of, I p- sort of use that observer thing with the meditation to sort of like rise above and sort of... Get outside of the energy that's yeah, there. And not, and not, yeah, get tangled up in everything that's happening around you. And, um, and that just sort of leaves my mind clear to mm. um, then work on that, you know, sort of like having no doubt sort of thing. Yeah, so, right. Because um, you're saying that you just go into it and like, it is, it is like, I'm going to lift this. And this. Yeah, so that the thing I'll say, which I actually got from my barber, um, because <laughs> it was funny because the first time, so I used to hold the all-time Australian record. Mm. 
Um, this guy took it off of me, but, um, so that was back in September. And when I went to get my haircut, like two days before I was telling my barber what I wanted to achieve. And he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, just go do that. And I just thought that was just the funniest way to put it. Like, as if I'm just going to go like grocery shopping or something like that. Like yeah. there's no doubt in that. And I, and I used that, um, in that comp and I didn't miss a lift, got the all time, um, Australian record. Um, and I actually forgot about that um, between that comp and the Arnold Classic, which was in March. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was a little bit all over the place anyway, and I sort of didn't have, yeah, I just sort of forgot about that. But I think I needed that comp I was saying to yesterday to sort of kick me in the ass. And then when mm-hmm. it came around to um, Nationals, which was the one two weeks ago, I remembered that sort of, that mantra, I guess, like yeah. that, just go do it. Amazing. Yeah. And so like you felt, because you said the guy that was uh, strapping you or, you know, like preparing you and helping you, was, yep. what, what was yeah. the thing that you said he observed in you again? Oh, he said that, um, he said that I was creeping him out because <laughs> I was just, well, he said, he said like you were so on, but you just almost look creepy because you're just sitting there like in this chair, just in the middle of the room with your eyes closed, just like metal blasting in your, in your in, headphones, in my headphones. And I was just totally calm and like, like my, oh, sure. my breath was just so, you know, slow and, and controlled while, you know, there's all this chaos happening around me. So. And everyone else is like psyching up and you were just being still. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I do get psyched up like just before. Yeah. But I feel like that's wasted energy. Headbutt a brick wall. Yeah. Standard. There's pe- people like headbutt the bar and they're like bleeding. No. And there's like blood coming down their face. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a couple of guys from Perth. Um, one, one guy that owns a gym in Perth and then like one of his sort of best lifters. The bar butters. Yeah. They, <laughs> they'd have to clean the bar after that. <laughs> yeah, true, man. Yeah. You ain't lifting that shit. Yeah. You got to get that bloody blood on you. Yeah. Luckily that guy squats like 400 kilos. So what? Yeah. That's bonkers. So he's allowed to get his blood on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. It's just like the thing when I see that stuff is because all I, all I'm aware of is like my body's capabilities. And then I imagine myself doing something like that and just seeing my knees cave in my arms, like pop out a joint, yeah. <laughs> like all, all my body just breaking down. So that's the thing when you see something like this, it's so impressive because it's so far from what you know. you Yeah. That through. whole spectrum of strength is huge because people come in to, to, so I work at a gym mm. um, in South Melbourne called PTC, PTC South, PTC. PTC South Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we get people coming in who've been training on their own, like in a commercial gym and they consider themselves pretty strong. Mm. Like they might have like, like 120 or 140 kilo squat, which like, like I'm sure to you, like that's, that, well, that's stronger than, yeah, it's more than the average person. Yeah. But then they come in to our gym and there's guys squatting like 280, 300, 320. And it's just like, they're just, it blows their mind like how people can do that and then on the like a world scale like there's people i think the biggest squat is 505 oh how big is that how much does that human weigh um he weighs one oh, i think he's like 160 ish yeah he's a guy from israel right yeah and um that's just it's just crazy what the human is capable of doing mm. and what do you think it is about like in us energetically on a more spiritual level that takes like, for, well, I mean, I suppose we can speak of yourself, but like what it, why it's there to, to do, to exert yourself this way. Like what, what, what took you to like, this path? What, what about like strength is, is yeah. appealing to you? 
Because you're obviously like a really in tune guy. Like you're not like you're not a meathead. Like in the in that all due respect, sense, but yeah. like you're not like like aggressive and want to punch me in the face or like um, you're very gentle and lovely. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, I think a lot of people do it like because they might have. Uh, it's like an outlet because they have like a lot of anger and, and mm. it's like a typically sort of masculine mm. thing to do. Mm. Um, for me, I don't know. I think it's more about just, well, definitely. So I've always struggled with expressing myself. Like I've always been really quiet. Mm. Um, and then going into, and this is like a form of expression for mm. sure. Yeah. It's an um, and it's like a way to sort of do that do something with action yeah rather than vo- your voice yeah definitely and um now like i still struggle with that sort of um fear of expression a little bit but like i'm definitely mm. i mean the fact that i'm even talking to this microphone is <laughs> like, <laughs> you know it's a big thing for me but um yeah now it's more about just like it's more the mental thing like seeing how far i can how far I can push it yeah, and right. like how, because I know now at my level, I need to like be in that mindset of a, of an elite athlete. And it's like pretty exciting because it's, it's like a 24 seven thing. Like every action you make is like, well, is this going to help me towards my goal? Yeah. Cause your, your body is your work. It's mm. crazy. Yeah. So w- what's going on in your mind? Do you think like if you had to pinpoint some thought patterns or, or cycles when you, when you're, um, hesitant i guess about vocal expression like speaking um and what and why is they why are they not there in a physical expression you know like with your work yeah i guess well i've just been lifting since i was 15 i'm like 20 almost 27 now so it's just not it's like a it's just my thing so i don't know i don't even think about that in terms Mm. of vocal expression just like judgment i guess Mm. like i've always um just like being told that I'm like, Alex, you're quiet, Alex, you're awkward, stuff like that. So if you're just, you know, getting told that all the time, mm. yeah, I just really filter like what's coming out of my mouth. So, and it's mm. easier just not to say anything sometimes. So. It's true. It is. It's much easier. Yeah. <laughs> but it's safer, isn't it? It's safer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, you'd, it, it kind of inhibits a part of like a natural process that we want to do we want we want to have it and i suppose that's probably why you're excelling so much is because you're not maybe you don't feel so free to express yourself speaking wise and so you you've poured all your expression energy into your work and that's why you're expressing yourself so successfully maybe yeah yeah exactly yeah um so is it is is your work or like you know as a powerlifter your therapy in in that sense or does it is it i mean it's obviously your passion you absolutely love it um, yeah, well, so there's different parts of it. So the actual lifting is just, um, well, that's the safe side because mm. that just feels like home. Yeah. Um, and that's what I tell myself when I get up on the platform now that that's my home. Right. So, um, so that's all part of that. But, mm. um, so the other part, so the coaching side of it, of, like I'm the head coach of a team of like mm. 80 mm. lifters. Crazy. So... I can't, really I can't rewarding. be quiet. I have to, yeah. like, I have to speak. So I've had to like learn to do that, but that's been like a great learning experience over the past couple of years, having to, like, I have to speak and, and be vocal and, mm. um, yeah, to coach. So there's one, so I do a powerlifting basics program, mm. um, twice a week where we have like a small, uh, like group classes mm. and that 
has been awesome. Mm. That's my, that's definitely my therapy. Is it? Yeah. Because I can't hide because everyone, they're all newbies. They're all nervous. Yeah. They don't want to speak. It's all, all the spotlights on me. Yeah. Like I'm having to, to fill in this, the silence with, with talking, which is, <laughs> which is just like, which is not me. Like I'm thinking like, oh, this is so awkward, but like I'm, I've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I love it. Like I love, I go in there like, um, like consciously like saying to myself, like this, like this is where you're growing the most. Like let's really make, make awesome. the most of it. Don't just, don't just stand there and, and cruise through it. So, mm. and what an awesome opportunity is what well, to just like give, give back and give all the stuff that you've learned. Yeah. Yeah. And to learn, um, in a new way for you. Yeah. 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 I learned so much myself as well as, at that base level like if there's something because it's not something you think about the basics like mm. if you're like at at, at like an uh, elite level or advanced or whatever mm. you're thinking about all these little cues mm. but when you go back to the basics and sort of um maybe realize you, you weren't doing something as as um as good as you could have like the effect that that's going to have from the ba- that base level right. all the way up is um is, is going to be way more than like some little tweak, like, I don't know, like right. little toe pressure or something in the squad or, or whatever. So, yeah, mm. building, building it from the foundation again, knocking some bricks down. Yeah. And um, so if you, if you had to look back on your like childhood or your past, or if you, is there any kind of like, because obviously we're a collection of our impressions on our anatomy over the years. So there must have been or may have been a, a point in your life where you felt like particularly judged in order to like, feel like your expression you like because that's the th- thing that jumped to your head right that you feel judged yeah. um yeah definitely in um definitely just the transition into high school mm. yeah um it's like 11 12 age 11 or 12 yeah i sort of i don't really know well okay so like the main thing i'm like hesitating to talk about it but i'll, I'll just talk about it yeah so <laughs> I just had a group of friends who I'm still friends with. Mm. The dynamic of the friendship group has just changed. Like mm. everyone's grown up a bit. Mm. And um, I've sort of like forgiven, you know, for like how they sort of treated me, but they just didn't treat me very well. Yeah, so right. just like anytime I said something, it's like, oh, Alex, you're not funny. Like, oh, like Alex, shut up. Like, you know, just like the joke. I was always the butt of the joke. Yeah. So I was just conditioned to think every time that I opened my mouth that, I was just going to get ridiculed. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. it was like that for like three years at least. And then really? I, yeah. And Fuck, then I, man. yeah. And then I sort of, um, I, what a yeah. cruel motherfuckers. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, the impression that leaves on a human body. Yeah. Look, and it's not, they're not, they weren't doing it to be mean to me. Like they definitely like, that's no, just ignorance. Well, yeah, and right. definitely, like, probably, like, have, like, their own sort of, like, issues and stuff like that. Yeah, which they've spread onto you. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 it definitely sucked, but, like, um, but I'm, like, really good mates, you know, with with most of them um, mm. still now, sort mm. of, like, connected with them more, um, yeah, just, like, um, so as, that- as, like, a new friendship, mm. and it's really, it's really nice as well. Good. And to then, be able to let go of that. Right. Yeah. And did you talk about those things specifically with some of them as you have grown up? Um, I tried to, I tried to have like conversation, um, definitely at least once, but mm. I just sort of got ridiculed for that. Mm. So I just mm. sort of thought, well, just let it go. 
I'm just going to have to sort of, I just like made, made new friends. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of, I just changed my whole like, like energy and everything. Mm. And I found that without even having the conversation that, I don't know, that sort of reflected on, on them a little bit. Like when, mm. well, a lot, when I, when I hang out with them, like it's just totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, reflects yeah. on them. Yeah. Wow, that's big, that's a big one, man, and that's a lot of years to be feeling something like that. Yeah. Um. So it's no wonder that that's that's like a thing that is kind of li- put a limitation on your expression. Yeah, and I and I found it pretty hard to sort of fit in all the way like from year seven anyway. It's like like from when I was thirteen. Um. And I think that's why I sort of like when I made that group of friends who were like considered to be cool. I sort of it was more important to me to just have those friends than actually to be treated well. Right. Not that I thought that at the time, I wasn't consciously thinking that at mm. the time, but looking like, um, yeah, analyzing it now, it's mm. definitely what it was. So. Mm. so you felt like you didn't fit in or you, is that a thing? Like, yeah, I just, I, I, yeah, I went through a few different stages. I used to hang out at um, Flinders Street Station like with my emo fringe, she used to wear my mom, <laughs> my mum's eyeliner and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was in like like... I was in a band called the Stiffies. <laughs> <laughs> you should bring that back, man. Yeah, the- we, I, I found a T-shirt the other day that says the Stiffies, and then around one of our songs was called was called My Mum Says You're a Dickhead, and we spelt you're wrong, like not on purpose, <laughs> on the T-shirt. <laughs> like Y O apostrophe R E. Huh? No, your no mom- Y O U R. Why are your, your mum says... Oh, no. Sorry. Why are you apostrophe yeah, R? Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. I still can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So, so if, what are you, I mean, I'd love to see you with eyeliner again and like the emo French powerlifting. Uh-huh. It'd be a yeah. cool look. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> a spectacle for sure. Um, There's people who get up there and like, have, like not on the stage, but they... Like, cause you, you have to wear like certain things like on the platform, mm. um, but like in training and stuff, like there's people who like, there's a guy who like wears a mask. There's another guy, my physio, he what? like dress, dresses up as like Superman or like, or like a superhero. <laughs> what kind of a mask is the mask I wear? Just like, you know, the band Slipknot, it reminds me of that. Those sort right. of like, like horror sort of masks. Yeah. And people sort of like, um, like give them shit for it like because like you should dress up as a it fairy just, it just looks a bit yeah that'd be good we actually have a tutu rule at our gym if you don't pick up uh, if you like leave your weights out you have to wear a tutu and sort of clean up the gym oh. yeah um but yeah anyway so yeah people sort of give these guys shit because they i don't know they look a bit like freaky or whatever they're different mm-hmm. but i sort of get the whole going into the gym and putting your mask on and mm. you know like that's that's your arena now and you have to um it's just like a way of like switching their mindset mm. Mm. yeah i just i think people don't don't get that mm. yeah or people might be doing it themselves but not realizing that that's their form of of um of doing it like mm. by literally putting a mask on so mm. Mm. it's fascinating and do you think um that that journey that you went through those three years like what what was it in you that kept you there was it a one of being accepted or one of being a one of a desire for belonging or yeah desire for belonging and like i just didn't know any anything like what i wouldn't have had anything else really like they were like my mates so i just Mm. i didn't know any different Mm. and did you have any like 
close friends or like family that like you talk to that stuff about during that time? Yeah, I talk to my mum a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mums are the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, talk to mum about that. And she would always sort of say, you know, to try and have the discussion. She, and, then, and then I sort of did. And then, but it just, yeah. It, they're just sort of too young and yeah. like immature. Just sort of that like boys mentality. Yeah. And so you have to, I suppose, deal yeah. with it yourself, like let go of it. And that's a, like a massive process isn't it right yeah so what's what's been some of the tools that have helped you let go of of that of um, the impression yeah the I suppose forgiveness and such well about what we were saying yesterday about that that reflection um the whole reflection thing like if i just look at them and i'm just <clears throat> you know angry or upset the whole time like that's only damaging me yeah like i may as well recognize that you know they don't like I don't think like they like they're you know psychopaths and they actually like really were meaning to hurt me no it was just like just the dynamic of the friendship group that had been formed and they didn't know any other way either and you know maybe that that was like you know something was going on for them that they had to feel like you know they were taking out on others so there's just no point like holding holding that against them. No. Yeah. It's just such a bummer that so, there can be such cycles of suffering like within, I mean, with families, within friends, like it happens everywhere within our culture, like these, mm. these rhythms. And I'm just thinking what the thing is that stops them. Like in my, in my practice, or like growing up in a like pretty extreme fundamentalist Christian church that was all about relationship and being selfless instead of selfish and laying your life down for God, essentially in mm-hmm. total devotion. Um, through letting go of anything you want our methodology in that in nuts and bolts of that would be in relationships where i'm like hey man I'll, I'll, we, we would just confront everything so it would be confronting confronting vulnerable 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 yeah. so like alex you're you actually affect me in a negative way when you say da di da and it hurts my feelings because da di da um and then and then you like own it and then take accountability for what's yours and i take accountability for what's mine but you have this messy back and forth and so that for me is like a, I still think a pretty good way to have fulfilling rich relationships with one another be- yeah. because you're, you're sharing openly and you're um, expressing what's true for you and mm-hmm. there's no like limits um, and everyone's taking accountability for their part. The only problem is that in our cult, like in my church that, or that church or the, the church, <laughs> it's yeah. called Outreach International OI, it had, um, it had the... Um, premise of a belief structure so it was conditional on that belief of one you know we, we, we all believe the same mechanic the narrative the christian mm-hmm. jesus da, which is all um wonderful and true and there is truths in it but obviously too much of a rigid attachment to the ideology and it creates um dissonance with, and and duality within the spirit right. um anyway that's my spirit so i'm, I'm completely <laughs> divulged anyway, what, what i'm saying is like that um the, the way I think I've w- wanted to deal with it when things have come up since I've left that church is confronting things. And then I confront things with people or loved ones or, or friends or such. And then they're just like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, it's too much. It's way too much. And, and I, I'm, no, I'm doing it because I love you. Like, because I yeah. do, because I want to get closer to you. This is my way of getting closer to you. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry it's coming out a bit bad, or but, you know, my intention is good. Yeah. Um, but... So my way of wanting to love someone or get closer or have a richer shared experience is actually 
like that's been a massive adjustment for me to not push in there you to know tone that down to tone it down and and yeah. meet them at where they're at and then not like because essentially i'm just like trying to create a relationship based on my terms mm. or the way i think it, things should be done yeah and it probably just puts them on the spot if if they're not used to it obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like so, to to because you're being vulnerable <laughs> so then they feel like they have to do it in the same and they're just like yes like, not used to that up. yeah yeah yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting because I think I do really think it's a good way, and I do think it's well intended, and it's a good way to resolve things in friendship groups and family and in relationship in general. Mm. But it it has to be mutual, and it has to there has to be inquiry there. Like I can't just go saying these things. And I suppose unless it's a point where like, hey, look, I'm really thinking our friendship is taxing enough that this behaviour mechanism that you're doing is making me not want to be around you. Just want to let you know. Um, you're on, you're on, you're like five more days if you do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't be like that. I suppose a more gentle way is if you just start pulling away and letting go of, of your idea of what you want their relationship to be or what you want them to be. Yeah. And it's probably, and it sends the same message. It does. Yeah. Without actually having to, to say it. Like if they're not ready to actually have like a conversation. If they don't want to hear it. And that's mm. the often the thing. People don't want to hear it. And that's fine and fair because like there's no inquiry. They're not inquiring. Mm. Um, but from my end, it's like um, I, feel, I feel like often I feel like I know what needs to be said. But I just hold myself back. And that actually cripples my spirit because that's like um, it's, it's me, because that's the way I've dealt with it previously. So therefore, I need to just now adapt and mm. um, bring myself to wherever they're at. And if and if it's not fruitful or if it's not um, right anymore, you can just start putting boundaries up and pulling back. Mm. Or just, I mean, the thing at the moment, we're talking like yesterday when we caught up, the thing of letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, is mm. the letting go to attachment to outcome, to ideas, um, and keeping that state of fluidity is where I feel happy and liberated. Yeah. Conversely, I feel depressed as fuck and suffering when I'm continually rigidly attached to ideas and mm-hmm. how on. and relationships are tricky like that, aren't they? Because they're two-way things, and so it's like a play of reality. Yeah, and they're always changing as well. So like, there's no. Mm. There fuck, is. No it's a life. complex life. It is. Fuck. And tell share us with what you were saying yesterday because I really love that that um, Buddhist stuff that your mate told you. Oh yeah, um, that blew your tits off. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to verbalize it because I, sh- <laughs> I. Yeah, yeah, you were st- yeah. we're still processing it. I'm still processing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the idea of of that everyone is alone. So, and, That's right. And, so it's about loneliness. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. So I was struggling struggling with loneliness, and then um, yeah, my friend put it to me in this way to say, well, everyone is alone. And, you know, everyone, you have your own perspective of everyone. So everyone is just a reflection of yourself. Mm. Everyone is you. And like, how can, so like, not even, so just, let's not talk about loneliness. Let's say if someone says something, um, you know, offensive or something like that. Yeah. Like, how can they hurt you if if they are you? (laughs) Yeah. Because, because you could, you could take offense to that or you could flip your perspective and not take offense to that. Mm. Like it's it's like it's that easy. So because that because that is a real like, and he said it with like this, knowing it will blow your mind. And he saw your face getting blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, sit on that for a week. Yeah. Um, because it's 
because it does blow your mind like because i've had that experience like in meditation like that i am everything and everyone is me and i am everyone and everything Mm -hmm. and that sense of unity is like what you get when you like can drop dmt or like ayahuasca or plant medicine and stuff yeah um but you it's also just true in in our in our normal state of consciousness you know underlying there and i suppose it's just getting in touch with that in our waking state in our reality in our manifested world of mm. gross senses and i can materialize and see things yeah and and um and being like i am you because but because you, you look so different to me you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know so it doesn't really make sense to our logical brain but no it doesn't no um but it's true hey yeah it that's true. yeah it didn't make sense to me at first like i'm looking at him just like like what but then it starts to sort of click i sort of okay i get what you're saying now and i'm still processing that so yeah because yeah. because it's cool it's so cool it's powerful because it's powerful because it like you you said it exalts you or like you it, it lifts you up you, you've got that quote handy yeah i'll try and remember it it's so it's a buddhist quote it's um so from the heavens above to the earth below i i alone am exalted right and and i am alone being the localized i the you individual mm-hmm. self yeah. Exalt from, from all of it. Yeah. So you essentially, in that moment of loneliness, you realize that everyone's alone. Essentially, every human is alone also. And therefore, it exalts you from the, the, the slavery of the loneliness because you rise up and then look around and go, oh my God, everyone's alone and I yeah. am them. Yeah. And you're, you're never going to be like, yeah. Still processing. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, well, you're never it's, going to like quench that sense of. You're never going to like re- like for, for me. I thought th- there's no other way to resolve it. <laughs> like, say if you're in a, you're in a relationship, and like if you recognize that even though you're in a relationship, but you're both alone, if you're never going to use that person as a crutch, you know, like like uh, like emotionally, like you might like yeah. a little bit, but like. You're not going to rely on their reaction to form like how you feel about something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, You're going to go within for the answer and you kind of, so that when you identify that you basically don't create bad habits or or crutches in your, in your state of well-being. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. It is. I find, yeah, I think that's a really, or, or, any, or any of this supreme knowledge, wisdom really just like hits you right between the eyes. You know, like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just that moment of enlightenment. Yeah, man. <laughs> what, what do you, how do you, um, what are your tools for like keeping a state of consciousness or your mindset with, you know, having to be such, a, you're like, a, you know, a top athlete in the world, on the world stage. Just, just my day-to-day thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have a morning ritual. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'll take you through it. So I get up, I just dedicate the first 20 minutes um, or half an hour of the morning to myself. Um, I actually... Having so, a wank and then spreading it all over the, over yeah, the veggie garden. That's it. <laughs> to your old friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take this, fuckers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> well, so I, I get up, um, I make my bed clean my room so it's all nice and peaceful in there yeah um i have a like a meditation seat so oh sorry before that i light an incense awesome 
Um, I have like my, well, I have a few favorites now actually, but, um, <laughs> what's your favorite current? My favorite one is opium. Opium. <laughs> what's it yeah. smell like? Uh, I don't know. Poppies? Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess opium, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that would smell no, like. No, me either. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So I like that. Um, and then, so I take a seat in my meditation seat and then I've got, uh, uh, like a journal. It started off as a gratitude, um, journal that I would write three things in at night but now I do it in the morning and so sometimes I'll write some stuff that I, I'm grateful for or sometimes I'll just like um, write whatever sort of comes from the heart like whatever I like mm. feel like I need to write down but it's mm. generally like pretty positive mm. um, just like a lot of like self-love stuff that's it's all like that like self-care like self-love in the morning so um yeah, and then I'll do so. I'll, I'll write that, and then I have like my crystals, and I just place them on top. Not that doesn't like mean anything. It's just like a, it's just a thing that I've yeah. made up. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got like I don't know. It's just this thing. <laughs> you saw someone do it once, and you're like, that oh, looks good. I don't know. It's almost like I've written this stuff in this um, journal, and I'm going to place it in front of me, and then place mm. my crystals on it, and it almost mm. just like solidifies. Mm. I don't know. Just well, they, they hold hold energy, right? And yeah. Like they've been, for neons of years, they've done it. I mean, like in, in culture. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'll do a 20-minute meditation. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and, then, you, and you're pretty religious with that? Like, don't, yeah. Oh, and I... So before the comp, like I was saying to you yesterday, I was like trying to be, you know, get in this different mindset and become this really super intense person. Hmm. Um and I really put all my chips into that mm. and um, I sacrificed a bit of like mental health that I'd say like I wasn't really meditating or anything mm. so I've been pretty religious with that since then like um, just because I've realized how much of a difference it actually makes from not doing it and then going back to doing it and I was like um, like I messaged a friend afterwards I messaged my mum actually I was like because <clears throat> I'd talked to her about it and I, I messaged her and I was like wow I feel like totally liberated now i feel like just like myself like yeah it was awesome so just after the first time back doing it so i've been doing it um it's so funny how those the, every day since then so that's great yeah. man we need them don't we like i I'm, i didn't meditate this morning i feel like i can't wait for after this podcast <laughs> to yeah. have a good meditation yeah it's just like it's just you just sort of like float into your day especially mm. uh, see i i i'm lucky because i don't have to rush into my day either like I don't, I don't have to start work until three, really, and so. Um, and you work hard for a couple of hours, and then go home at six. <laughs> yeah, and so like, and I train and, and I do stuff before that, but I don't have to do anything. Um, so I can I can like really, like um, let it, uh, like so sort of like meditate and then let that sort of like transfer into my day. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just meditating, getting up and then smashing a coffee and going yeah, to work. Yeah. Or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just sort of defeating yeah. the whole purpose. So. Dude, that's awesome. That's actually a fucking key lesson for any meditators out there that like to tr to softly transition. Like l l one little tip is like to more gently open your eyes, like transition more softly, and then just don't rush yourself. Like I think it's what you're saying is a really good point. Yeah, I actually, um, so I did, a, I've done a few classes as well, as well as yours. At, mm. um, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I uh, did a, like a pranayama class in, at A-Space in Collingwood. And this, um, the one that I, um, 
oh, what did she teach? Oh, so, yeah, so after the meditation, she does this thing where she was sort of like, imagine like the spine just like twirling like that. Yeah. So you're sort of like... Yeah, great. Like a snake or yeah. a 3D snake. And I find that's really nice to just sort of like loosen everything up um, after a meditation. So, yeah. It awakens the kundalini probably. <laughs> yeah. Or your chakras just like pop open. Mm. It is all about energy flow, isn't it, for your anatomy? Like, yeah, if, for sure. And that's why you get disease in like certain areas if you haven't got, if you've got blockages. And man, it's, it's good science. Mm. It's good science. It's great. <laughs> Spirit science. <laughs> That's so cool, man. It's really, really cool. Well, I massively appreciate you like sharing because uh, it is obviously a challenge to do yeah. um, from what you're saying. And I really appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing. And I think it will help many others that are in similar fields, field zones to you. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for giving me the opportunity. It's, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome. Cool. We'll, um, follow you on what's your social handles where people can check you out on social media? Uh, it's just on Instagram. It's just Alex Deacon. So Deacon, D E K E N, and then P L. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Cool. Thank you.